everybody. Welcome to the OETA Movie Club podcast. My name is Jeff Mareva. I'm the director of the show, and I'm here with our host, Mr. Robert Birch. Jeff, what's going on today? Oh, not much. Just doing a podcast, you know. What movie are we talking about? Oh, we got a great one. This one's called The Brothers Bloom. Aha. Uh-huh. The Brothers Bloom. What year did this come out? This came out in 2008. Uh-huh. And uh, it's rated PG-13. Uh-huh. And, uh, and you're going to set it up for everybody and let everybody <laughs> know what it's about. You know, it doesn't seem like that long ago, 2008. It doesn't. But, it seems uh, very recent. Yeah. But uh, it's it's not. Here we are. Okay, Here so not. the Brothers Bloom, they are like the best con men in the world, right? And uh, they're uh, swindling millionaires and, uh, you know, creating these scenarios of lust and intrigue to take their money. And so now they've decided to take on one last job. Uh, showing a beautiful woman, uh, she's an heiress, um, the time of her life. They're showing her the time of her life with a romantic adventure that takes them all over the world. So, you know, what could, that sounds like a great film. Great right film, there. and then hilarity ensues. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, um, great cast. Mm-hmm. Um, Adrian Brody, Rachel Weiss, Mark uh, Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. Um, Robbie Coltrane. Robbie Coltrane is the curator. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, oh, uh, uh, Kukiko. R- Krink, yeah, Rink, Rinko. Uh-huh. <laughs> Kukuchi. <laughs> can, um, no, I, just, oh, I cannot do that name right. I can't either. <laughs> I can't either. It's my fault. It's I'm, yeah. your fault. You yeah. put it in my head wrong. I got it wrong. No. Um, but no, it's a great cast. And, um, and the writer and director, Ryan Johnson... Um, is a great writer, and uh, this movie he he was influenced by several movies. Mm-hmm. Um, writing this, um, Sting, The Sting, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, uh, which is one of my favorites right. that we've we've actually had oh, on yeah. the on the movie club a couple, a couple of times. times. We were going to have and, it again uh, next year, I believe. Yeah, and uh, so um, so yeah, uh, great great film. Tune in definitely mm-hmm. this Saturday night at nine. Um, on OETA, check it out. Uh, if you miss it, Saturday night at nine, it repeats. We always repeat the following Friday at eleven p.m. for a late night movie. Um, if and it's that's too it. late for Goodbye. you, DVR it. You oh, know, we still have more. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually want to talk a little bit about Rachel Weiss because yeah. she went above and beyond on this movie. Learning, I mean, all learning. Kinds of I mean, just insane stuff uh-huh. um, like well um, she learned a the car trick that perf- that she's performs in this movie took her a uh-huh. month to learn and practicing every day uh-huh. and uh, the shot itself when they filmed it took 11 takes Wow um, she learned how to play piano uh-huh she learned how to play the violin the wow. accordion huh. the banjo. Okay. She learned to play ping pong. <laughs> she learned to do karate. karate. She learned to ride a unicycle. She learned to juggle. Uh-huh. And she even learned to skateboard for her role as Penelope in this. Yeah, it was, um, it was uh, Brody. Adrian, Adrian, Adrian Brody. Brody yeah. taught her how to skateboard, how to skateboard. and to rap. And to rap. She which, can rap. In, she uh, raps in this film. Yeah. Too. Uh, I mean, Adrian Brody can rap? Apparently so. Really? Okay. Apparently so. <laughs> um, well, I mean, you know, they're not the best at it. Let's just admit that. But, um, but they do it but in the But they film. do it in the film, and it's it's very funny. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, she learned all that stuff. I mean, just 
playing the piano and violin right. would have been enough for me, but <laughs> also the accordion, the banjo. And, I tried and, to ride a unicycle when I was a kid. I couldn't do it. Oh, no, I couldn't yeah. do it either. I tried as a kid as well. Yeah. I, I also tried to juggle. I couldn't do it. I could myself. ride a skateboard. I did I did ride a skateboard for like one summer. Uh-huh. I was like a cool kid who rode a skateboard. <laughs> you know, lasted all of one summer. Oh, that. no, I couldn't do any of that oh. stuff. I was lucky just to stay on it riding down the street. Um, I see on YouTube all the time dogs that can... Skateboard. I know they're but they're better trained than me. Um, I was I struggled. Uh, I went back to my bicycle after that. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, but yeah. Um, I mean, just I mean that isn't that just a crazy amount of stuff oh, yeah. to learn for a to film? Learn. I yeah. mean, we only have to do it for a short time on film. True, true, and you only have but to learn one song or one banjo, part. I know the accordion. Yeah, I know. and the violin. You know, the, yeah, musical instruments, ping pong, and karate. Karate. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, um, although I'd like to learn karate. That'd be cool. <laughs> That'd be cool. Um, I see you as a rapper. <laughs> How did you know? That's what I do at night. That's what I do on the weekends. <laughs> karaoke rap. <laughs> karaoke, karaoke rap. Um, so uh, writer and director Ryan Johnson also originally um, had Mark Ruffalo in mind. To play the part that Adrian Brody played, uh-huh. eventually played. Um, it was the two actors themselves who recommended switching they roles. They just let him switch. And they just let him switch. Yeah, they, you, don't, you know, directors don't usually do that. No. And I would think it would be harder if you had a director who wrote the script right. to convince him that that was a good thing to do. But they did. They suggested swapping, and he did, uh-huh. and the rest is film history. Works for them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean... Yeah, just you know, that that would not work in most films. So you know, and, and his his writing is influenced too by uh, classics, right? Yeah, uh, James Joyce's Ulysses. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is very closely tied to the plot of Ulysses, uh, and of course that's based upon Odysseus's. Uh, uh, the uh, the great novel by uh, Homer Homer Homer's Odyssey, the Odyssey yeah. right that uh, uh, the character Stephen he is looking for himself he's he's uh, traveling and Penelope his wa- uh, Odysseus's wife Penelope uh, was waiting for him on his travels to come home and in this uh, she's waiting for Bloom to finish yeah. his wanderings you know and then the Stephen who's planning their cons with a writer's flair. Um, you know, he's, he's restless like uh, the character in Joyce's novels. Uh, it's just, it's very, very closely tied to those yeah. classic mm, plot themes. Right, right. And, you know, he, he like, well, well, we said this already, but, you know, he lists The Sting and Dirty Rotten Scoundrels as, as some of his film uh-huh. uh, inspirations, and, and he... He nails that kind of stuff, and, and but there's a different, there's a little twist, another influence, right? Yeah. Uh, well, I I thought it was interesting that he was really influenced by the concert film, The Last Waltz, uh-huh. The Last Waltz, um, which of course features the band, the band, and uh, and Robbie Robertson, Levon Helm, yeah, yeah, and uh, apparently during initial discussions with the actors, he really clarified that he wanted to capture that kind of. 70s folk rock vibe you know that that and uh the band and, yeah. that, and that 
Last Waltz concert film. How odd, though. And yeah. it's just, I was like, his influences were all over the map a little right. bit. Dirty but yeah, the, the, the a little uh, Homer, the Odyssey. I was going to uh, say the classical influences from Homer. And the Last Waltz. And, you know, are definitely noticeable. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, but yeah, um, <laughs> I, I really liked also reading about the actor Ricky, Ricky Jay. Uh-huh. Ricky Jay um, is the narrator in right. this film. Um, he's not. He doesn't act in the film. He was. He was asked to act in. The, act, asked to act. That's hard to say. Yeah. In the film. Um, but couldn't do it because of schedule conflict. So uh-huh. he was able to narrate it. Um, but he is an actor um, who's been in films with some of my favorite directors: Paul Thomas Anderson, David Mamet. Uh-huh. Um, but he is actually better known than an actor for his expertise on the histories of magic, uh-huh. spirit photography, and if you can't see me, I'm putting spirit in quotations, uh, huh. spirit photography, and con artistry, um, huh. which he's of course, a expert he's, a, he's an expert artistry. on con artistry, huh. which of course makes him a perfect person to narrate this. this movie. Yeah, But um, I liked the fact that he was an expert on the histories of magic and Spirit photography. Yeah. Mm. I love that. Yeah, that's, that's like that's like the Discovery Channel stuff I watch at night about <laughs> ghosts and. Um, but yeah. uh, spirit photography. Uh, yeah, yeah. I had a light burnout. I had a light burnout in the studio. We have ghosts <laughs> in the studio. We were just talking about them. Um, so he couldn't take. He didn't take that role. He didn't but take they that gave role. It to Robbie Coltrane. Robbie Coltrane, who of course is one of my favorites. Yeah, I am a huge Harry Potter nerd. Uh-huh. He plays Hagrid. Hagrid. And, uh, yeah, um, so I loved seeing him in this movie. <laughs> and of all people, uh, Tom Cruise. Yeah. He was interested in this film. He, he wanted, he or initially kind of was wanting to be in the film. Yeah, they credit him with a special thank you at the uh-huh. end of the, in the credits at the end of the movie. Because he had, uh, you know, they did like a, a, he, a three hour sit down with Tom Cruise. Yeah. And he gave his opinions on the script. Yeah. And he had some insights that they liked enough to make changes yep. in the script. Uh, but because of scheduling and, and they said other, what, other considerations? Other, con- other considerations, yeah, whatever that means. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, something about his company and Paramount. And so I don't know if he was mm. in negotiations with you know his film, his production company. Right working with Paramount, and they were probably in negotiations, and he probably couldn't do it. There's so much business and, behind this. Oh, yeah. He, so was probably, he was probably promised for a Mission Impossible movie or something. <laughs> um, yes, but, you can uh, ride outside the airplane. I'm yes, okay, know. fine. Um, <laughs> we'll just get more insurance. I love there's a story about Tom Cruise. I'll, I'll try not to go off too much on a tangent yeah. here, but a um, story about Tom Cruise when they were doing, I think it was the very first Mission Impossible movie, uh-huh. and uh, it might not have been the first one. It might have been one of the sequels, but but it was a Mission Impossible movie. I remember that. And uh, he went up to his stunt coordinator, and uh, safety, who, who's the safety inspector for the stunts, and uh, says, "Okay, I got this idea. I want to, you know, do this crazy stunt, whatever it was. I can't remember what the stunt was. It was like you said, like I want to be on the well, on the wing on the outside of a plane." Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And the stunt coordinator said, oh, you can't do that. So I hired a new stunt coordinator, <laughs> and um, is what he said. So, <laughs> so he, he literally hired a new stunt co- right. coordinator to get his way to yeah. be able to do his own stunt. I am doing that stunt. I'm doing I'm that stunt. Doing that. So that 
that's a little too dangerous for me. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let a stunt person do that. In a but. fight in a in the channel on a uh, bullet train, right with a right. helicopter flying right behind you. you know, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, but I do as as much as I am not like the biggest Tom Cruise fan in the world. I do respect him for doing his own. Anybody who does their own stunts like that, yeah. I have a tremendous amount of respect for her. That's, yeah. that's insane to do that. I keep my fingers that. crossed that it doesn't cash in his tricks exactly. someday. You exactly. Know, leaping from one building to another and breaking your leg when you get to the yeah, other side. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, let's talk a little bit about the actor that we can't pronounce. Uh, uh, Rinko Kikucho. Kikuchi. Kikuchi. Yeah. Um, as the role of Bang Bang. Say that three times fast. Yeah. Um, so... The character Bang Bang is hilarious yeah. and almost silent. Uh-huh. Like she says three words outside of her karaoke. Outside of a karaoke scene. Uh-huh. That's right. Right. Um, she says three words in the entire film, and <laughs> writer director Ryan Johnson said he was. She was absolutely the more, most fun character to write for yeah. this movie. Is um, it Penelope was the most. Penelope difficult. was the hardest. Yeah. 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 And uh, and Bloom took the longest or whatever, uh-huh. um, but 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 Bang Bang, bang, bang was, was the, the funnest, f- yeah, yeah. And uh, well, it's easiest. Yeah, there's only three words. That's true, <laughs> but but you know sometimes that's harder to pull off than sure. than you know yeah. if you have a lot of dialogue explaining what you're doing as opposed to just your physical actions uh-huh. or you know character traits doing the doing the. Speaking and for a big you, part so of that speak. is the actor themselves, you know, oh, of uh, bringing you know that that themselves to the role. Yeah, yeah. Or what they does. do with it, you know, especially with only three words. I mean, that's that's a challenge. Yeah, that is. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just it's now, a, initially it's, he wanted that just to be silent. Yes, right. Yeah, he, just, he wanted that to uh, uh, a mute character. Um, which is funny because she had. Just played an almost mute character in Babel oh. in 2006, just a couple of years before this, uh-huh. um, which I have not seen um, Babel, but I want to, now see, have to it. see it. Yeah, um, she's so good in this. She's so good in this. Um, but yeah, I read that that he didn't know about casting her because he didn't know if she would want to do another nearly mute character. Uh huh. But apparently now there's she- another literary uh, influence. On the script, again, you know, uh, Richard Kipling. Yes. Right? Because there's that line of, um, uh, gosh, early in the film, uh, one of the characters uh, says, uh, the man named Charleston you met nine months and, th- and a thousand years ago uh, is at the hotel bar in Jodhpur, and he, or he, uh, he, you met him at the, you met him, I'm not saying it right, you met him at the hotel in Jodhpur, and he's dead. Right, but uh, and then he immediately says, he says that's Kipling, is it? He stole that from Kipling. Well, the line uh, uh, is not in the sh- original short story, but it's a uh, adaptation from the film "The Man Who Would Be King," right? Because Michael Caine has a, a similar uh, uh, line in right. there, you know, where he's talking to uh, Sean Connery, and he says, uh, uh, "says he uh, Michael Caine is saying." You know, I am the same and not the same who sat beside you in the first-class carriage on the train tomorrow junction uh, three summers and a thousand years ago. Right. <laughs> That's not a good, not, not my best imitation. But um, it, so you know, it's a direct reference to that yeah. uh, that bit of 
And I, I'm not sure I would have picked that up if I hadn't, you know, Googled it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know any of that. So <laughs> there you go. There you go. There you go. Okay. There you go. Trivia stuff, <laughs> trivia stuff you never knew. Um, well, we were talking about some of his, yeah, the, the director and writer, Ryan Johnson, some of his uh, influences. And um, he's also, besides the ones that we've already talked about, you know, mm-hmm. in length, he also um, references and re- is inspired by the, the man who would be king, which uh-huh. we were just talking about. Yeah. And then also Paper Moon. Mm. Paper Moon's Another on our schedule for next week. Film. Yeah, yeah. Uh, our, oh, on our really? schedule for next year, that's I should say. Um, Paper Moon. So that's uh, that's exciting for Not us. Not next week. Not next week. Next year. I don't. I I was getting ahead of myself. <laughs> um, we just got our movie schedule for 2024, and we're very excited about oh, yeah. a lot of the great movies on it. Mm-hmm. And Paper Moon is one of them. Yeah. Um, he also said that he was inspired by The Conformist and Eight and a Half. Which I haven't seen. I haven't seen Eight and a Half either. Yeah. Um, I've seen The Conformist, but I've never seen Eight and a Half. Yeah. Um, But uh, but yeah, you know, like I said, there's just a there's a huge influence of movies on this movie, and it's (laughs) it makes me want to go back and watch all these movies to kind of see where he takes and borrows from. You know, how does he squeeze it all together? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, He also takes a Pays homage, 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 homage to his own movie. Uh-huh. Um, he has a movie <laughs> in 2005 called Brick. Self-referencing. Self-referencing. <laughs> and uh, and uh, there's a bar scene uh, in the beginning of the film where there's four cameos. Uh-huh. And um, um, they're all people from his movie Brick. They're the, the lead and supporting characters from the movie Brick. Uh-huh. And they all have cameos in this movie. Wow. So he brought them all back. <laughs> like that game is still going. Yeah, exactly. Time. Yeah. And uh but yeah, and and the most notable of them is uh Joseph Gordon-Levitt, mm. um who was who played the lead in Brick yeah. um in 2005. Like him. Um yeah, he's yeah. great. Um and uh so he brought he he's he's in an uncredited role in this movie as a cameo <laughs> as in this bar scene. <laughs> So it's really funny. Uh-huh. Um, but uh Wow. But yeah. Um and you know, this I mean, it's just it's a great movie. I I, I it's really funny. Yeah. And uh uh we're basically out of time here, but Aww. I do want to point out one other thing that this film has out of the five main people in this movie, you have three Oscar winners, Maximilian Schell, mm, Rachel I Weiss. He was in this. Yeah. yeah. And Adrian Bro, yeah, we haven't even talked about him. We ran right. out of time. He's so good. Um, and two Oscar nominees: Mark Ruff- Ruffalo, Ruffalo and Rinko Kikuchi. What was Mark Ruffalo nom- nominated? I'm not sure. For? I don't remember. I don't remember either. Huh? I think as the Incredible Hulk. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> I doubt. It. <laughs> no, it was not the Incredible Hulk role. Um, no, I can't remember. It was something. I think it was kind of early in his career. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, I digress. Okay. Anyway, we are out of time. Oh. Um, I want to give a quick shout out to a great celebrity photo that we had. Um, um, Helen Dutchon. Mm-hmm. I hope I'm saying yeah. your last name I'm right. I'm not sure I said it right. Um, Helen Dutchon. Um, Harry Belafonte. 
Ah, yeah, great yeah. photo this week coming up. Yeah, um, and uh, we lost him to her. Well, yeah, uh, he lived a long life, but he yeah, did. You just kind of want to, you know, some people to hang on exactly a little longer. Exactly. So, um, and then uh, next week we've got a really interesting movie. Um, that I have not seen. I'm going to have to watch it before next week's podcast. Uh-huh. Um, Z for Zachariah. Uh, I haven't seen that yet. It's we got to watch it. Yeah. It's coming up. Well, let's do it. let's do it. Let's hang out. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it, it looks really interesting. Huh. Um, Chris Pine, uh, Margot Ro- um, uh, Robbie. Margot Rob- Margot Robbie. Robbie with the um, yeah, she made and, a few dollars um, this last year with yeah, uh, Barbie. Barbie. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, she's. And really uh, and the third too. main actor in it, I would oh I'm gonna butcher his name. What is his name? Uh-huh. Um, you trust me, IMDb this movie. Okay, um, you're gonna look at it and Z go for oh. Zachariah. Z for Zachariah. Okay, uh, it's got some great actors and uh, it sounds really interesting. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, well, I'll I'll make the popcorn and, and yes. you can come over. And awesome, we'll, we'll, we'll do it. Yeah, we'll make a night of it. Yeah. Um, so I want to say thank you to everybody to list who's listening. Uh, please send in a celebrity photo if you have one. Yes. There's an address at the end of the podcast we'll that tells you where to send those. Um, yeah, you get a T-shirt, really cool um, T-shirt with the logo on it, and uh, and uh, it's a really cool thing that we've been able to start doing. We've always wanted a T-shirt, and we finally got one. Yes. And, We've been uh, asking for so long. We have been asking for a long time. <laughs> and uh, finally got one. And if you send in a photo that we use on the air, we'll send you a T-shirt. Um, so include your T-shirt size and a mailing address that you want the T-shirt mailed to. And, right. and, uh, and yeah, really. And, and please try to include a story when you send those in. Um, that always helps. It's always hard when we get a photo that just says, yeah. oh, here's a photo of me and Donald Sutherland. Yeah. And there's no explanation. Sometimes know? we don't even get that. <laughs> yeah. So send in a story with it. Uh, let us know how you met that actor, actress, or, or musician, or whoever uh-huh. it is, famous person. And, um, and we promise to send the photo back. If you send us the hard copy, we'll send that photo back. Um, if you'd rather email us, you can do that. That's always a little bit easier for uh-huh. us. Um, but, yeah, either way, get those photos to us. Uh, You'll hear an address at the end of the podcast for that. So uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. And until next week, take care. Bye-bye. Make sure to like and subscribe to the podcast. You can preview all upcoming OETA Movie Club films at oeta.tv forward slash movie club. And please send your celebrity photos to P.O. Box 14190, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma 73113, Or you can email it to us at oeta.tv forward slash movie club. And of course, tune in every Saturday night at 9 and on Fridays at 11. We'll see you on the couch every weekend for a great movie and fresh popcorn.